Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hi ladies, welcome to CEO School. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and today I have a marketing guru here with me, this CEO and founder of Ugly Ventures. Yes, you heard it right, Ugly Ventures, because business can be ugly, but marketing doesn't have to be. Tori is just the most unbelievable marketing strategist and fractional CMO. Her agency just does incredible work for founders and companies. She has a marketing accelerator. She's from sunny Miami, Florida, and she has just been part of CEO school for the last several years. And I am so excited for her to be here today on today's fireside chat. And we're going to talk all things marketing flywheel and everything that you need to know as a CEO, as a business owner, as a founder to one, get that marketing machine on a flywheel so that you can really understand what's happening today because marketing is crazy. It's ever changing. And let's face it, we're not, we're not in the work. Like even if we had a degree in marketing, it's not even relevant as of 60 minutes ago. So it's so important for us to stay relevant understand our needs, but also be able to run our marketing teams effectively. And so today, in today's conversation, we're going to do all things marketing flywheel, running a marketing team, and what are the most important things to make that marketing machine run for you. Tori, welcome to CEO School. Thank you so, so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I am so, so passionate about teaching entrepreneurs sort of how to get a handle on their marketing. Because I think it's one of the things that burn founders out first. It's and, and why is that, right? It's because there's so many pieces of marketing. So many. And I think that there's a lot of communication and sort of in this online space, I think there's a lot of communication, especially for women, where it's like, just take this course and do it yourself. What I love about CEO school is you teach people how to be CEOs, and that's what you need to be aspiring to. That's what you need to be doing is building yourself as a leader. And so in my teachings and what I'm so passionate about, it is teaching female founders how to be the leaders of their marketing because you do not need to be doing it all yourself. You don't need to be doing your SEO and tweaking your website and doing all the social media yourself. We do that maybe in the beginning. But as we want to grow and scale, we need to understand it so we can give it away and we can lead a team to do it effectively ourselves. Oh my God, please. Yeah. I like, we all need this. And I was like, marketing is so exhausting. I know this topic is really hot and it's going, we have so much, we have so much to talk about because it is exhausting to deal with the 99,000 levels of marketing and keeping up with like all the million doors that I need to have open for my business, yeah. whether it's social media, it's email, it's it's all the 99,000 socials, not just like Instagram anymore, Pinterest, TikTok, threads, 
Twitter, LinkedIn, right? Facebook. Then you have your, you know, what you mentioned, SEO, your digital presence, your website, your paid advertising, right? Do you have social paid? You've got Google, you've got PPC, and then you've just got, you've got retargeting, you've got Google display. Like you've literally got this like unsatiable amount of marketing needs that take place. Yeah. As an entrepreneur and as a small business owner, you do have to wear every single hat. Sometimes you don't even know like what the hell is working. So you're throwing spaghetti on the wall and you like, and then you're like, okay, I kind of know what's working, but you can't do enough of it. I mean, so like, I just want to, I feel, just want to feel for all my ladies out there because I get it. I get ugly ventures. Marketing is ugly. It's so ugly and it's so stressful. So so what – but it doesn't have to be, right? It doesn't have it to doesn't be. doesn't have to be. And so what I love to do – so let's say – how did I even kind of come yes, up with yes, some of this? Yes. So Tell us about your background. Right, I mean, like, I'm just right. like, like, tell me to fix all the marketing. So, Please, I don't want to do okay, it Okay. So I – you know, I've always worked with founders directly. Like my whole entire career, founders and investors, right? Mostly men in the beginning, right? And well, you're so, a fractional CMO. Do you want to explain a what fra- a fractional right. CMO right. is? Right. Okay. So as a fractional, so I spent many years as a marketing assistant, marketing manager, marketing director, mar- a fraction, uh, a CMO, and then for the past seven or so years, I've been a fractional CMO. Um, so it's been like 20 years of doing marketing, but fractional CMO means I go in for growth startups and scale ups, and I am essentially their acting marketing director, CMO. Uh, chief marketing officer, whatever the title wants to be, but I lead their marketing departments for them. So oftentimes with growth startups and sort of in that scale-up space, they don't have the budget to really pay for a full-time um, strategic marketing, leader. Strategic leader. They just, you know, and the, the, as you're growing your leadership team, sometimes for a business it makes more sense to invest in like a sales position or maybe it's, you know, you have to put money into developers. So maybe there's not enough budget to have your executive leadership team across the board. So I come in really as this bridge um, to kind of get all of the marketing performing well, sort of getting that ROI, get the systems in place where two two outcomes, either we put a full-time uh, marketing director, like they become ready for it, or in some cases, they're so systemized and they have their scorecards, we have our meeting cadence, everything's ready to go, that at that point, someone that's more of a manager level can kind of take over, right? But no matter if I'm sort of in an interim position or if we're, you know, if I'm finding someone to replace or we're kind of training someone lower, it it's always a very big teaching role. And so when I come into any new startup, as you know, there's such a huge learning curve. There's so much of putting the pieces, the puzzle pieces together. And so that is absolutely what I love. So from this past, you know, 10 or so years working as a CMO, I've been inside so many different kinds of businesses. And what I've seen is this, this pattern that has emerged of kind of a core framework that is needed to sort of get the marketing department set up properly to the point where you could build what I call the scalable marketing machine. And so these components are the exact steps that I go through with founders when I'm working with new um, with new companies. Each and every time, my process is always the same. And there's four core elements. So first, we start with brand, um, but we don't. We're not looking at branding in terms of what's your mission and values and your colors and your logo. We're looking at branding in terms of how are you communicating your offer? Are you communicating it clearly, effectively? Are you communicating it in a way that's converting for you? Because oftentimes, businesses fail not because their product or service stinks. It's because the way that they're communicating the value is not good enough. So the audience, their their target client, 
is not um, is not really connecting. They're not raising their hand and they're saying, I, I need this or this is for me. So we look at rejigging and really doing a deep dive into that communication strategy. So I'll go a little bit in how do we do that in, in a second. Um, but once we have the brand dialed in and we really have clarity on that element, that communication piece, then we look at, well, what is going to be the growth marketing strategy? Oftentimes when I go in, you know, a, a lot of folks, they have like the basic stuff churning, right? But the problem is, is that there's not like a clear system that's in place where everything makes sense, like all of the activities make sense and everything is feeding into the next stage. So we kind of look at what I call the 24 by 7 marketing flywheel, and we'll go through that in a little bit deeper as well in a second, but we build out this flywheel and we look at, you know, do we have all the pieces of the flywheel? And then we say, is it working or not working at every stage of that flywheel? And where is the opportunity? Where are the big growth levers here, right? So my question to you, and I know our audience is thinking this as well, like what is, like what's part of your marketing flywheel, right? There's so many things that can be part of it. What are like the top things that you're like, this is what I want to make sure that is part of the flywheel. These are the things that should. Yes. What does the should be part right. of the flywheel? So the, the flywheel has six stages. Okay. And if you want to get to the stage where you have this scalable marketing machine, or you can call it this um, predictably profitable business, because that's what we're getting to. We need to put repeatable systems in place that are going to give us reliable outcomes that are consistent, yes, right? We all want that's that. what we want to get yes. to. So in order to get to that, we need to set up all of these stages, right? Now, it depends what stage of business. If you're just starting out, um, obviously some stages are a little bit more critical than others. So I'll go through, if you're just starting out, what you need to focus on. And then if you're looking to grow and scale, what you should be looking at. So the six stages of the flywheel are, first is aware. So we have aware, engage, invite, delight, and advocate. So aware is audience, new audiences that you're getting in front of. And the key here is new right, get audiences. Ready to take notes. Yeah, take yeah. notes. The, the key here is new audiences. Um, a lot of times I think teams are doing activities where they think it's awareness, right? They think that they're kind of getting in front of new audiences, but they're not. They're doing activities that are just getting in front of the same audience. So you need to think, am I, is this marketing activity I'm doing getting me in front of new people. You always need to be filling the pipeline with brand new people. Each and every week have activities going that are going to bring you in front of new audience. And that's, it's, it's, it may sound obvious, but it's something, some, sometimes we don't have activities going consistently. So always in front of new audience. So aware is the first. Engage is how are we qualifying that audience, right? We call it a marketing qualified lead, but out of the wide like blue ocean of all humans out there that could be your audience, how are we going to determine which ones are actually interested? Who's mm -hmm. raising their hand, right? So this is, we can do this through lead magnets. It's sort of what are we giving in order to get that email address so we can continue to build the relationship, right? There's tons of different ways that we can do that. Um, then we have, so aware, engage, nurture. So we know that cold brand new audiences that we're getting in front of, they're not probably not going to be ready to buy with us. So we need to put a system in place to nurture those leads and get them ready to buy with us. And there's some really specific ways we need to structure our content to bring people on that journey. So of course, within each stage, there's different strategies, right? And ways that you can, um, that you can go deeper and deeper into the performance of each of those stages. But let's stay high level. So we've got aware, engage, nurture. Invite. Invite is the fourth stage. 
This is also something that a lot of founders, we forget to do. We need to invite people to actually make the sale with us. We need to, so we've nurtured them, right? In the third phase. In the fourth phase, we need to actually ask for the sale. So this could be inviting people into a demo call or actually, you know, inviting people to the sales page, like asking for the sale. And a lot of founders we are, and our teams, we get burnt out because we, yes, we need to add value, right? We need to give value. And we hear this all the time from marketers. It's like, give, 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 ask. But a lot of times we forget to ask. We do forget to ask. I would say if you don't mind me pausing on those six things, I feel like sometimes we do the top of the funnel really well. Yes. And then we just want to move right into the bottom of the funnel. Yes. Like, why isn't it converting? Yes. Why aren't they buying? Yes. But we like we really forget that nurture process of the top of the yes. funnel into the middle. Yes. And then the middle into the conversion. And I believe that the middle of the funnel is probably the most critical part of, oh. the, of the funnel. Okay. And yes. I could be, I, might, I don't know. I feel like for my last 10 years, like, I feel like where we get the biggest bang for our buck is nurturing our middle of the funnel and driving yes. people to that. Yes. Well, okay. You're so fun. It's so funny that you say this because I've seen a real clear distinction in two different kinds of founders. So people like you that are super ambitious, super numbers driven, and you're growth driven, growth minded, a lot of times you're focused on building that just, you know that it's a numbers game, right? So you could actually be selling to those cold leads if the volume's big enough you'll get conversions and you'll make sales, right? But oftentimes that's a, that's a much more expensive way to grow, right? If you have budget to be putting into ads, you could just put more money into ads. Yeah. And that conversion rate, you know, from, from, from that first contact to sale, and it's pretty consistent, right? So it's like the more money you spend, you can predictably see how much money you're going to make. So a lot of men that I've worked with are like that. They pay attention to like, we're just going to get the leads. We're going to get them on a sales call. We're going to make the sale. And you can have success in that. Um, where a lot of women, a lot of kind of like more heart-centered, maybe creative entrepreneurs, they get stuck just nurturing forever and they never ask for a sale ever. Okay. They just, they'll get on free calls. They'll give out a lot of free uh, free stuff. They feel maybe embarrassed to ask for the sale, right? So you need to have, we need to have that balance where we're nurturing um, the client, and but it has to be done in a specific way that move people through the journey uh, through to the sales journey. journey. Yes. And so let's talk about that for a second, because the way that we structure our content, okay, if you're trying to build your social media following, there's a lot of social media gurus that's going to tell you to like, here's your content pillars and all that stuff. That's great. But what I think a lot of people miss is sending people through the sales journey. So content should be focused on problem aware, solution aware, and making your decision. And oftentimes, we don't create content in that way. We are adding value, but we need to create content that's saying, okay, here's your problem. And oftentimes, we think, you know, our clients, our customers, they they think they know what their problem is, but they don't know what their problem really is, right? So our businesses, our products and our solutions really help with those deeper getting to the core of the issue, right? So we need to structure content where it's like, well, let's really give you clarity on what the problem really is, right? Then we're going to give you clarity on all the possible solutions to this problem, right? And we don't have to talk about our competitors, but we can talk about different ways that the problem can be solved. We add value. But then we also need content that's going to show people why our product or service is the best choice out of all of the other solutions that work there. When we do that, we're bringing people on this journey to, the, to make the sale. And when, when we're just adding value, but we're not structuring 
the valuable content that we're sharing, we're not really moving people to the sale. And so that's where folks kind of get stuck, where you're just giving a lot of free, free, free stuff and a lot of value. But again, we're not actually converting as well as we could be because we're not having our prospects put the pieces together. And that's, that's a big place where people get stuck. So when we're nurturing them, we want to nurture them in this specific way. And you can start now. It's like you have your core piece of content. You can do it in blogs, right? Blog format, you slice it up and make sure that that good content is being distributed through all of your social channels in a way. So you're not just showing fun things or entertaining things, but also things that are tactically going to move people to, to buy. Right? I love it. And I, I fully agree with that. And that's, where, and that's why I think that the middle part of the funnel gets lost. Yeah. Because I do believe like every stage is important, but it's driving it all the way through. And we can't expect results to go from A to Z. Yes. Or we expect our clients to go from A to Z. They're not going to go to A to Z. They got to go to A to B and then B to C and then C to D. Exactly. And that's how you get to the, to the bottom exactly. of the close. And some will get there faster. But if you are if you create, you need to go find, that's what the funnel really is, right? Like that's the secret. That's like when you have the right marketing funnels yeah. and it's not one funnel. That's also like the, like everybody expects it to be like one yeah. singular funnel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love that you talk about it. It's a flywheel. And that's what is exhausting is that you can do it one way and that can only work for like, it, it does work. But if you're really looking to scale and go build a bigger company, if you're looking to go scale and go like reach thousands of customers, if you're yeah. really looking, if you want those 10 clients and like that's it, you could have one funnel. Yeah. You could have one strategy. Yeah. You could have one campaign and one launch and one, you know, uh, one, you know, ad or one whatever that just like is the home run one that converts to your 10 yes. at the end of the month. But if you want to scale from that 10 to yes. the 100 to yes. the 1,000, yes. you've got to have multiple yes. running. Okay. So this is where I want to end the overwhelm. Okay. So if you're a company that's like, six figures, around six figures, right? You can do, just like you said, you can do a ton with the one funnel. So get really good at that one funnel. But when I've worked with clients that are looking to scale to seven figures and eight figures, you have to understand where you are. Because of course, within each strategy, you can get so nuanced in terms of the funnel with each one of these stages, right? It's like awareness stage, you have, you're running ads. Well, there's all sorts of strategies that you can run for ads, right? Social media, getting leads from social media. There's all sorts of different strategies, right? But the point here is that we need to understand. So I, I call them two different types of funnels. There's the strategic funnel and the tactical funnel. Okay. So the strategic funnel is this overarching funnel we're talking about. And this is the one that founders need to be really switched on to. Where the overwhelm comes in is when they try to get really deep into the tactical it's going to be impossible for you to be a really good at SEO and really good at running ads and really good at. So that's why we need to build teams. So that's going to bring me to the next phase of building your scalable marketing machine. But let's keep, keep with the flywheel for a second. So we were talking about the invite phase, right? So we need to invite people to actually purchase with us. And this is, you know, quarterly campaigns, for example, like promotions, campaigns, simply sending emails that ask for the demo or ask for the sale. That's the invite. Delight is all about product marketing. So making sure that people are super happy when they actually interact with your product or service. They have a great experience mm -hmm. because that's going to lead into the last phase, which is the advocates phase. So if people are super overjoyed with the experience they have with you, then they'll more likely to do case studies and testimonials and, and referrals and bring others. And there's all sorts of fun things that you can do at the end. So that's like the basic top, right? We need to have 
you know, and think of it just one activity for each one of these stages. If, you know, because again, you can go as deep or as shallow as you want with this. But if you're still trying to find uh, that repeatable lead funnel, I would say let's go as simple as possible and make sure one clear overarching funnel works before you start adding other things. Because another reason why folks get so overwhelmed is that they're just simply running too many things at a time and they quit before anything's really catching on. Yes, absolutely. One of my biggest rules is give it freaking 90 days. How many times that we're like we run something and then we're like, oh, it's just not it's not working. Have you actually given it the right measurement of right, time? Right. And I'm not talking about like even 90 days may not be enough. Uh, for, it depends yeah, what it, it is. It depends exactly yeah, what it is, yeah. right? And it, you have to run things for the right amount of time and yeah. actually create one and change one component of it. When we're actually doing too many different things, changing too many things, we actually never know what's working because we've uh, we've changed too yeah. many variables. Yeah. And so it's so important to give things the right amount of time. And it just takes time. Yeah. And that's what we don't have. Like, if we don't have that level of patience as founders. Yeah. We want everything to work immediately. Yeah. Great businesses are not built overnight, period. Yeah. They're just not built overnight, yeah. right? It took me 10 years to go build a company beyond $100 million in revenue. 10 years, yeah. right? It did, but it started with the first freaking customer. Yeah. Right? It started with the first funnel. Yeah. And then we scaled and then it, you, it breaks and then you yeah. do it again and you do it again at every different stage. And so it can happen. It takes time. time and it takes consistency and trial and error. Yes. And then you have to also stay relevant. What are your thoughts on that? Because marketing, that's the one thing that I will say is like things have changed so much. And it's yeah. so important, I believe, 100% as CEO, you've got to be able to know your customer, know the pivots, know the marketplace, and you have to be able to adjust accordingly. Yes. Otherwise, you are going to get left yes. behind. Yes, exactly. And that's why I think the where the importance of team comes in. So let's look at social media, for example. I believe that investing in someone that's really going to pay attention to social is extremely important because of that, right? Each of these different um, pieces of, of marketing, as we said before, you know, SEO and partnerships and social media and all this stuff, you know, having someone that's dedicated to watching algorithm changes and understanding what's trending and all of that stuff, like when we really see how much it takes to sort of stay on top of things, to keep growing within those different channels, we understand how much it takes. I think we begin to really deepen the understanding of the need for building a team. And I think that um, a lot of a lot of female founders, especially, hesitate building a team yes. because they don't want to take on the op the the responsibility, or they feel like it's it, fear. It's fear, and they feel like that, or they don't. They're nervous to be leaders. They're nervous to take on the responsibilities of you know people's salaries, and everyone has their own families and things like that. It can be. It's of course it's scary when you take other people's lives in, into your hands, but. It's son of the price of admission if you want to grow your business. I agree. Right? And I love how you put all this like inside of the masterclass where we just hosted like the best yes. masterclass yes, with yes, you. Yes, 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 And Tori literally broke down. Like I can't wait to go implement some yes. of the things. Like we're right now revamping so many things. Always, right? Like you're always yes. ever changing. Yes, yes. But one of my favorites besides she went through all of the marketing flywheel, the different stages, what we can go apply. All your frameworks are amazing. I mean, we cannot wait to implement but one of my favorites was like even specifically how you talked about how to go run a marketing team. What are the yes. critical meetings that yeah. need to take place? Yes, how yes, do you yes. strategically manage that? And that's all. Maybe we can give a little sneak preview, but Tori breaks it all down for us. 
her playbook, yeah. what she's done as My a CMO, agenda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. And it's all available inside of the CEO School yes. Masterclass. This is why you have to get into yeah. the room. Tori's also, just to like brag a little bit on, because you know, I love I love CEO School. You're literally our in-house expert marketer yes. too. Yes, yes, and yes, so yes. so Tori hops on office hours. We yes. literally have every office month, hours. Every month. Every month. Yeah, Tori yeah. is in there. She yeah. does office hours. So you could literally come in and ask Tori ask questions. Ask your questions. Show her the yeah, funnel. Yeah. Show her your ads. Show Get me her. your data. Like, yeah. Whatever it is, you have like literally have access to her and all of these things join the membership link is in bio this is like really important yes. but let's give them a little taste on them because i thought the meeting stuff was so amazing yes. okay so what's really okay so a lot of other places where i see people getting stuck and this was me so as a fractional cmo i was what i work with multiple clients at a time right so i'm actually i'm not an agency where the sense where i'm bringing all like i'm bringing my own team i build individual teams um, as the leader of different organizations, or sometimes there's their folks are existing, so I have to I have to lead individual teams, and so I had several teams um, that I was that I've always been leading at a time. And what was the problem? Well, the problem is is that my instinct was to just be in constant contact with everyone, right? And if you're talking to your marketing team every single day and you're micromanaging them, it's extremely exhausting. Um, you probably don't know everything that you need to know in order to tell them exactly what to do because of all these p different pieces of marketing. And so when I came to the realization that I need to be managing their outcomes instead of managing them directly, something completely opened up the door for me. And that's why I, you know, we need to understand sales and marketing enough to manage the outcomes. That That's really our job as the leader because we need to be setting our goals Right? We need to be setting the key performance indicators for our team so they know what they're working towards. But from there, we need to give our people the wings to fly, right? If they're not reaching their targets, this is a problem that they need to help us solve. We don't need to tell them what to do all the time. This is where we get stuck. We feel like we need to have all the answers. So when we look at building our team, we look at, oh, wow, all these people, it's going to be so hard to manage them. We don't need to manage them. We need to manage their outcomes. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, so one don't of the- Don't manage yeah. them. Manage their outcomes. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And you know this better than anyone. Like, you know, you have to build your people because your people are the ones that are going to build the business. So you need to invest the time in, in, in growing them. So they can, A, they get deeper invested into, into what you're doing, that they have passion, that they are learning and they are growing. It's not that you need to hire the most expensive um, employees and get all of the experts in your business, but you need people that have that growth mindset that are going to dedicate the time that you don't have to solving the problem of how come, uh, you know, our social um, followers are not converting into leads at the rate that we want them to or need them to. Give them that project right? Give them that project to figure it out and you test. This is why it takes so long to get traction, right? It's not a 30-day thing or an, even a 90-day thing because marketing and sales, it's all about testing, iterating, and improving as you, as you know, right? So those tests take time if we're looking at different um, if we're looking at different copy options, different headline options, different creative options, if we're looking at social media post performance, like we want to give data a long enough time to give us valuable insights. And sometimes if we get frustrated and we, we kind of want the answers right away, we don't actually, that data is not that valuable, right? Because it's not giving, it's not letting us see patterns. It's not. So this is part of the work we need to do 
um, that our team is executing and we are watching those numbers and helping manage the outcomes that they deliver to us. I love the managing the outcomes. Tori, I mean, this is like already like I feel like we're all taking notes. We're all doing all the things. How do we like how, how do we work with you? Like oh, besides yeah. obviously well, come, come into CEO, CEO school, school and you can access. get me. Yeah, you can come into the office hours. We always have a lot of fun. And what's so good about the office hours is you get to like deal dig into the real life problems of your fellow founders. It is so invaluable to get to peek behind the curtain of other people's businesses, especially when it comes to marketing. Yes. Because as marketing's changing all the time, to be able to ask other business owners, that's why community is so important, what are you seeing working now on Instagram? Or are you finding this on LinkedIn ads? Or what's going on with AI? And how is that affecting your website traffic and all that stuff? It is so hard to do your business in, a, in sort of your own little bubble because um, a lot of times there's trends that are going on like industry-wide and you wouldn't know unless you had that peek behind the curtain. So that's why I love our market, uh, our marketing and sales office hours because you get to see like what problems are people running into and then you can raise your hand and say, oh, I'm seeing that too. It's not just me, you know? Or uh, like I love when somebody shares like the win or like, hey, I had this campaign that did whatever and they're like, oh shit, I never thought like I should apply that. Yes. And it doesn't matter the industry. That's what I love too. Yes. Like it doesn't matter whether you are product, service, this style business, that style business. Like it is so funny how just business is business. Business and is business. And like, you know what? And we business all- Business is yeah. ugly. <laughs> business can be ugly, but it's better with friends. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love your, I love um, the name of the agency. So, okay. So I am, okay. So Ugly Ventures is the company. It's ugly with an I, U-G-L-I, yes. ventures.com. And if you go to uglyventures.com backslash resources, I have a ton of resources on, um, you know, how to build a sales-focused marketing strategy, go into some specifics of the of um, upgrading your brand. Um, and you can, of course, see the full workshop inside of CEO School Platform. So. I'm really, really excited for you guys to have it, have access to it. I do want to, there's so many questions I want to ask. I do want to ask you a little bit about AI. I know we're supposed to close out, oh, but yeah, like, yeah, 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 what yeah. are your thoughts? there and like what do you feel are like the biggest trends for 2023 and this year on marketing that we've got to pay attention to? Yeah. So I think that we need to be all, all of us, like at every level playing around with all of the tools. Right now, of course, like it's a really great Kickstarter for all of your marketing. So, you know, with social media posts and blog posts and all the stuff, it's an excellent Kickstarter. But of course, it's still quite far around getting you know, voice right and and natural cadence and all of that stuff. And it's very content, but like that's what I found. It's very helpful on the content specific yes, stuff. Yes, um, but I and at this point, I think that there's again, it, it's just it's like a testing and fiddling. So what I love to do and what I do almost every week is I just am doing Google searches and finding all of the kind of the SaaS companies that have emerged using AI because you you know building presentations or. Um, creating images or you just have to, you know, make a free account to all of them and test around them and see how you can, uh, which ones you like better and how you can um, have your, your, your team implement it. Because it's really, it's just, there, there's not like one strategy I can tell you, like, this is what you have to do. You fiddle around with it. You get what they spit out at you. And it's still, it still definitely needs like human touch and needs to be heavily edited, but it can help Again, kickstart things, or, get things done faster. Are there some ones that you like just love besides GPT? Yeah, well, no, I mean, I really, I like Jasper. Okay. So Jasper is one that I like. And the reason that I like Jasper is because it allows you to um, like put in your website or your company's website and it can extract like the voice 
So it can it can spit back some copy like in your own voice. Um, but here's what's really important to remember though. The content creation, it's really useful for getting it done quicker. Um, but it cannot replace anyone on your team because we need the iteration, the improvement, the tactical stuff, staying on top of trends. Like it's definitely not a replacement. In the future, it may be a replacement for some things, um, some co like copy stuff. Uh, but again, at this point, it's not. It's definitely not there yet. But I love check the out tip Jasper. On Jasper. Yeah, thank yeah, you yeah. so much, Tori. I mean, you're always like so many gems. This is why we have her as our expert, by the way. So she supports us as CEO school. I can't wait. We have our meeting like this weekend, and yes. we're doing a whole big audit so and strategy. It's so yes. important to do these things. Like no matter what stage of your business you're at, like. Take the time to work on your business. This is like always my yeah. reminder to all of you. This is what we do for as CEOs. We work on the business, and this is part of our jobs is to evaluate and to 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 uh, strategize and to see what's working and do more of that and to see what's not working and do less yes. of that. And yes. so that's what we need to go do, and that's what we're doing with our team. And so thank you so much for all thank the you so much. I love being that here. you give to yeah. CEO School. I know everyone's gonna enjoy this episode. Where can we find you online? We're gonna link everything on the show yes. notes. So but if you enjoyed yeah. today's fire side chat um tag us yep every uh at instagram it's ugly ventures u-g-l-i ventures um, we'll never forget that. yeah yeah with an i um or you can get me victoria hajar on linkedin i love hanging out on linkedin okay. you can dm me directly i love hanging out on LinkedIn yeah too. i love it it's underrated right yeah now. yeah well we'll see you guys next time at ceo school thank you for tuning into today's show if you loved it leave us a review we are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline. The best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.